And hallelujah, the Lord is good. Amen. Thank God you, Father, so for good. your presence. You know, the book of John, chapter 16, talks about the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. And um, it says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear to hear these things now. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Amen? Amen. You know, each of us have so many different connections with so many different people in all of the different areas of life, people that we touch. Uh, for me, it's coworkers and customers and, and the seventh grade boys on my basketball team and the, the junior high kids on the, the golf team. Um, and then our tenants and, 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 and people in the community that we interact with, all these different people, Kelly's family, my family, all the different people that you're connected with in your life. Amen? Most likely, if God puts one of those people on your heart to pray for, most likely you're the only one praying for that person. Amen? I think it's important. We need to be diligent to be hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying. Amen? We could be rescuing someone when we're praying for them. Amen? Delivering them from, you know, whatever situation or circumstance that they're facing. Amen? Uh, before my brother passed away, I can remember I prayed for him for years, and I remember I would wake up in the middle of the night, and he would be on my heart, and I'd be praying praying for him in the spirit, and, and the Lord would impress upon on me to pray for his heart, you know, pray that his heart would be healed, and so I prayed for years and years uh, for his heart, amen, and, and, and so other times, we need to be instant in season and ready to pray for people, amen, so yesterday, uh, we're, I'm coaching basketball, and, and um, man, I, like, I get excited, we like to get the kids fired up, and, and we're taking them to another level, and, and it's an, a, a competitive little group of kids, and, and they're fired up for practice, and this one little guy just wasn't, his, 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 wasn't himself at the start of practice, and, and I said, hey, you okay, you okay, buddy? And I said, are you hurt somewhere? And, and, and he looked at me, and tears got in his eyes, and he goes, it's nothing physical. I said, okay, well, if you need to sit out for a minute, go ahead and sit out. We'll do, you can come back when you feel better. And, and I said, what's wrong? You know, and I pulled him aside, and he said, here's my grades. There's a lot of pressure. And he just started weeping, just started weeping. So I took that little guy in the hall, and I said, let's pray. You know, so we took hands and we prayed and I thank the Lord for encouraging him and lifting, lifting pressure and burden off of his life. Amen. And I said, man, just walk around the hall for a little bit. Splash some water on your face. You're going to be okay. And uh, he doesn't say much. He's a very quiet young man, straight A student, one of the best kids in the class. I found out later on he'd gotten a seven out of 10 on a science quiz. <laughs> True story. I'm not kidding. True story. <laughs> Y'all are laughing. Poor little guy. <laughs> anyway, we got to be ready. Amen. God will use us, you know, if we're with people, if we're not with people, if we'll just be attentive and open to the leading of the Holy Spirit. So I've got a trip for, for work tomorrow. I've got to drive to Indian back. And so I'm looking forward to it. We're going to crank up the worship music and uh, I'm going to try to be attentive and hear the Lord. Who am I supposed to pray for for those two hours tomorrow? Amen. Let's say our confession tonight. Y'all glad you came to church on a Wednesday night? Amen. Here we go. Let's, pray, or let's uh, say together. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. 
My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. Amen. Give the Lord a hand and you may be seated. Amen. I used to love to listen to Pastor Rod Parsley in Columbus, Ohio, and he used to say that the atmosphere of expectancy is the breeding ground of miracles. And uh, he was a real fiery preacher, you know, and, and, uh, but, you know, oftentimes um, the effectiveness of the word that the Lord has for us is greatly affected by the expectancy of the people. Amen. So I trust you've come expecting tonight in faith. Amen. With a heart open, our minds are open, just hungry and ready for God. It's Wednesday night. I know you are. Amen. You could have just stayed home on your couch and watched TV. Amen. So thank God we're all here together. Amen. It's an honor to share the word of the Lord tonight. I thank God for our pastors, and I know you do too. Let's give our pastors a hand. Amen. Wouldn't it, uh, wouldn't it be amazing if, if we could live every day filled with all the fullness of God? Everything that he is, his grace, his truth, his power, his amazing creativity. There's no one more creative than God, amen? His creativity, his understanding, his peace, his joy, his healing, all of his fullness. Wouldn't it be awesome if you and I could live every day full of that fullness, amen? What kind of life would we have if we lived every day? full of that fullness. Amen. Regardless of circumstances, regardless of the political climate of, of who won or who lost, regardless of how others treat us, regardless uh, if we're in the middle of uh, seemingly impossible situations, what if we could live every day full of the fullness of God? Amen. This amazing scripture in the book of Ephesians Verses 14 through 19, the Apostle Paul is talking about how he's praying for the people in Ephesus. And he says, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. And here it is right here, verse 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted. Everybody say rooted. rooted. He said being rooted and grounded in love. May be able to comprehend with all the saints. And then he talks about love in this wild way. He says comprehend with all the saints. The width, the length, the depth, the height. He said to know the love of Christ. To know the love of Jesus Christ, which passes knowledge in order that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Amen? Amen. The key lies in, in, in you and I comprehending and knowing His love. Being rooted and grounded in that love. Amen? And as we do that, we're going to find ourselves abiding in the fullness of God. Everything that he is, everything that he represents, his grace, his truth, his power, his amazing creativity, his understanding, his peace, his joy, his healing, all that he is, his fullness. It's found in being rooted and grounded in his love. And then this continual growth uh, uh, in our lives of comprehension and knowing his love. Amen? 
<clears throat> that fullness is available to us and we can abide in it every day. If we're filled with this fullness, there'll be no room left for depression, no room left for selfishness, no room left for loneliness, lo no room left for addiction. Amen? Amen. Filled with his fullness Amen. and all that he is. Amen? The book of 1 John, um, chapter 4, verse 18 says, There's no fear in love because perfect love casts out fear. Amen? The word of the Lord tonight for us is secure in the Father's love. Secure in the Father's love. It's an amazing place to be for you and I. Secure in the Father's love. Not tossed back and forth and up and down and good days and bad days and all over the place by different circumstances and emotions and feelings, but secure and rooted and grounded in the Father's love. Amen? Well, let's pray. Father, we love you so much. We worship you. We thank you. We thank you, Father, for all that you've done for us. We thank you for your amazing love for us. We receive it tonight, Father. Our hearts and minds are totally open to receive all your love tonight. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence here. We thank you for the opportunity to be a part of that powerful worship. And Holy Spirit, we ask you to move in this place. I ask that you would speak through me in a powerful way, Father God. Minister to us tonight with your living word. Holy Spirit, move in this place. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Hallelujah. You know, the key is abiding in a, in, in a continual revelation. Our eyes being continually opened afresh and anew with new revelation of, of the Father's amazing love. Amen. New revelation, continual new revelation of his amazing love. Because it, as far as we think we go in it, don't you think there's even more for us? <laughs> Amen. Even if we've read a scripture a thousand times, do you think we've extracted everything there is out of that living word? We haven't. Amen. Because that thousand and first time we read that scripture, God could show us the breakthrough. Amen. God could show us the thing that we've been asking him. Amen. God could show us uh, uh, that thing that we've been praying about that child. God could show us that thing we've been praying about that person. He could show us the specific thing that thousand and first time we read that scripture. Amen. We've got to go at it with an expectation. Amen. Um, with an, with uh, expectancy. That's what, what I was looking for there. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're finding yourself uh, continually burdened with fear, worry, anxiety uh, of any kind, um, perhaps the answer is to focus on God's love. Amen? Focus on His love because we are secure in the Father's love and we don't ever need to entertain worry, anxiety, fear, cares of any kind. Amen? I'm convinced that if we find ourselves entertaining cares and uh, 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 find ourselves worrying about things or in fear in, uh, about any area of, of our lives, the challenge really has nothing to do with the challenge. The challenge has nothing to do with the problem. It's a love problem. Amen? It really is. It's a love problem. And if we'll go deeper in God's love, focus on His love, abide in His love, and continue to develop in our comprehension and our knowing of God's amazing love for us will find ourselves more and more secure in his love for us and won't find ourselves 
tossed to and fro, back and forth with the circumstances of the day, like everybody else. Amen? <clears throat> Look and listen to uh, David, the same David that took down the mighty giant warrior Goliath in 1 Samuel chapter th 17, verse 37. We know the story. Uh, there was a, a battle raging, and uh, David's brothers were there. His dad sent them to look after his brother. David showed up. He sees what's happening. And, uh, it, it piques his interest, you know, and, and so David gets on the scene, and, uh, you know, these negative words from the king, negative words from his brothers, all this, you know, people speaking, uh, uh, you know, uh, doubt over him and tell him he can't do it and tell him he doesn't measure up. Who does he think he is, you know? And uh, you're so prideful, David. Who do you think you are? And um, but uh, so David steps up and this is what he says. He said, the Lord, he's the one who delivered me from the paw of the lion, from the paw of the bear, and he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. Amen. David had some natural abilities that God had given him, but his confidence was in the Lord. He was secure in the Father's love for him. Amen? So when it came time for battle, yes, he had some confidence in his own abilities, and he had done some things as a young man, but his, ultimately his confidence was in the Lord. Amen? And I think he's such an interesting person because we can read about what he did and then we can hear his heart, what he wrote in the book of Psalms. Amen? And so uh, the same David that took down Goliath in Psalm 91, listen to how he talks about being secure in the Father's love in Psalm 91. He says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, He is my fortress, He is my God, and Him I will trust. And then he, then he encourages us. He says, surely He shall deliver you. He delivered me. I saw Him delivered me. He came through when I called on His name. It was against all odds. It was an impossible situation. He is my deliverer. And He says, surely He will deliver you too. Amen. He said, he'll deliver you from the snare of the fowler. I had no idea what a fowler was. Some of you might know. It's a professional bird catcher. And they use nets, they entangle the bird, and then they put them in a restrictive cage. He said, surely he'll deliver you from the snare of the professional bird catcher. And from the perilous pestilence. Pestilence is contagious or infectious disease. He'll deliver you. He said, he'll cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. He'll go ahead of you. Amen? You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day. You don't have to be afraid of the pestilence that walks in darkness. You don't have to be afraid of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it, not, it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Why? Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge also. You have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even 
And this Hebrew word is El El Yon. It's the most high God. He said even the most high God. And that El El Yon referred to the, the Hebrew name for God is the highest name in the universe. The great God. The king over all the universe. He said you have made the great God your dwelling place. Amen. He said, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. No sickness, no disease, no sinus infections, no viruses, no bacteria of any kind will come in my house. Amen? In Jesus' name. And then the Holy Spirit whispers, throw out the Halloween candy because sugar reduces your immune system. Amen? Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm just telling you, maybe the Holy Spirit, we start thanking the Lord for his provision, and then the Holy Spirit will show us how to allow him to work on our behalf. Amen? <clears throat> he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up unless you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the cobra, the young lion, the serpent you shall trample underfoot. You and I are completely secure in the Father's love. Amen? And I just think it's awesome. This young man that we saw in battle, right, had never faced a giant like, like Goliath. He had done some things, but he called on the name of the Lord. Even when everybody else said he couldn't do it, he called on the name of the Lord. And then we see him exhorting us 4,000 years later. He said, the Lord is my refuge. He did it for me. He'll do it for you too. Amen? It's awesome, man. Praise the Lord. Next time the devil tries to intimidate you, tell you you're not going to make it, tries to uh, bring depression, next time he lies to you and tell you something's going to happen to your children, the next time uh, um, uh, he tells you the things that God has spoken to you are not going to happen, it's been forever, it's not going to happen, stand up and you declare to him that my God is faithful, amen, that he did it for David and he'll do it for me, amen, the Lord is my refuge, amen, hallelujah, we are secure in the Father's love. Amen? Amen? So we know... No, I'm sorry. Let's look at Romans uh, 8, chapter 31 through 34. Talks about... Paul talks about the accuser. Romans 8, 31 through 34. He says, what... Um, that first part of chapter 8 in, in chapter 7, he's talking about all these different things that we face in life and, 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 and uh, different, you know, just... Uh, life, stuff we face, amen? So he says, what shall we say to all of these things? If God is for us, then who can be against us? The God who did not spare his own son, but he delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with Jesus also freely give us all things? And then verse 33, look at this. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Who would dare bring a charge against God's elect? Because it's God who justifies. Amen? Who is he who condemns? Who's the one that would condemn you? Paul's asking this rhetorical question, right? Who is he who condemns? It's Christ who died. Furthermore, he's also risen. He's even at the right hand of God making intercession for you. We know who the accuser is. We know who the one who tries to bring doubt. We know who the one tries to condemn us. Amen? This amazing little encounter in the book of Job, chapter uh, 4. <clears throat> Poor, you know, 
Job and his friends. You know, Job lived before Abraham. He lived before there were any promises. Job lived before Jesus came. Job lived before the Bible was written. He lived before the Holy Spirit was poured out on his life. He went through some difficult things, but he didn't have the revelation of who God was and what God had done for him. And so he couldn't properly rise up in victory that God would have had for him. So listen, look at this encounter in Job chapter 4. Um, his friend Eliphaz is being tormented by the accuser. And uh, it starts in verse 12 of Job 4. It says, Now a word was secretly brought to me, and my ear received a whisper of it. In disquieting thoughts from the visions of the night, when deep sleep falls on men, fear came upon me, and trembling, which made all of my bones shake. A spirit passed before my face, and the hair on my body stood up. You know, all throughout the Bible, whenever angels show up, what do they say? Fear not. Fear not. I've been in the presence of the Lord, and I bring you good tidings of great joy. Fear not. I am from the Lord. I am Michael, the archangel, and I've been in the presence of God. Fear not. So this is not an angel, and it's no representative of our Heavenly Father. This is Satan or a representative of Satan. Look at him. It said, Fear came upon me. And trembling, it made all of my bones shake. A spirit passed before my face. The hair on my body stood up. It stood still. But I could not discern its appearance. A form was before my eyes. There was silence. Then I heard a voice saying, Now listen to these lies from the one who accuses. And he's still saying the same lies today. He's still accusing and bringing this same condemnation against you and I today. He said, can a mortal man be more righteous than God? Can a man be more pure than his maker? Well, thank God we're made righteous through what Jesus has done for us. Amen? He was lying to this poor man. Now, listen what he said. He said, if God puts no trusts in his servants, if he charges his angels with error, Satan is still sore over the fact that he got charged with error and he got booted from heaven. He's still sore over that fact. He's still mad. He said, if God puts no trust in his servants and if he charges his angels with error, how much more those who dwell in houses of clay whose foundation is in the dust? No, that's a lie. We are God's treasure. We are God's chosen people. We are very, very special because we are made in the image of God. He is not, and he hates us for it. He has no chance at redemption, and he hates us for it. So he's always coming to heap on condemnation, to lie, to tell us we're not going to make it, to remind us of our mistakes, to remind us of our shortcomings, to remind us of where we screwed up and didn't pass the test and didn't do it right. He's always accusing. He said, how much more those who dwell in houses of clay, whose foundation is in the dust, who are, and now look at, look at these depressing thoughts, who are crushed before a moth. They are broken in pieces from morning till evening. They perish forever with no one regarding. Depressing, hopeless thoughts straight from the pit of hell. Accusing God's precious, treasured creation mankind 
made in his very image. And then the last thing, this verse 21, he says, does not their excellence go away? No, we get to live forever. <laughs> and he said, they die even without wisdom. Not true. Not true. The, the Apostle Paul said, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in Jesus Christ. And we have the mind of Christ. And we just read in John, 6, John uh, 16 that everything the Father has is Jesus. And he said he would tell everything to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit would tell us. Amen? He's an accuser and he's a liar. Amen? So we don't have to put up with it. Amen? We can be totally secure in the Father's love for us. Amen? Amen? Not carried about by emotion, not carried about by the events of the day, circumstances and situations and the opinions of others and negative words of others. Who cares? We are secure in the Father's love. Amen? <clears throat> and then we see it at, at, in Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. It says, the accuser has been cast down. The one who accuses them before God day and night. Robin, uh, Revelation 12.10. The writer of Revelation said, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. Amen. That's what he does. He brings condemnation. He accuses. He's the accuser. Amen? Jesus came, became the ultimate price for you and I, and we are justified through what he has done. Totally paid for. Everything. Amen? Romans 5.17 You know, when Eliphaz wrote that, in the book of Job, he was just uh, t telling what happened to him in the middle of the night, right? He wasn't giving a doctrine for us to live by, right? I've been to a church service, and they quoted that as if it was a doctrine to live by. We're crushed like a moth. Filthy. Rags. No, we've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? And for you and I to think that we've done something that was too far is to discount what he's done for us. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Romans 5.17 says, For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, how much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Tell your neighbor we reign in life. Amen. <clears throat> you know, the truth of uh, who we are and uh, what God has done for us can only be found in Jesus and in the Word. Amen? And we are secure in the Father's love for us. When we look to the Father for our identity, we won't ever have to look to other people. And not looking to other people for our identity and, and security is going to allow us to live free. Otherwise, we're going to, all of these relationships that we have with people, we'll find ourselves putting heavy burdens on those people to make us feel secure, right? 
And we're not pointing fingers, but we can probably think of people that we interact with on a daily basis that maybe they're, they haven't heard this word, and so they're not secure in the Father's love, and so they're continually putting pressure on other people so that they feel okay, so that they feel secure. We don't have to live that way, amen? We can be secure in the Father's love, so we put no pressure on people. We put zero demands on people, ever. Never putting demands on people to treat us a certain way, to say certain things to us, to make us feel okay. Because we are secure in the Father's love. This allows us to live in complete freedom. Total freedom. Because then we're free to love everybody regardless of how they love us. Regardless of how they treat us. Amen? What if a husband and wife both live this way? Not putting demands on the other. It'd be amazing. I said, amen, corner. I want to hear it. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We can only be 100% secure in the Father's love when we only look to Him for our security, not to other people. He is our source. Amen. The source of our identity. Galatians chapter 5, verse 14 says, all the law is fulfilled in one thing. It's fulfilled in one word. Even this. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. So what do you love? Well, I like pizza. What, what are, what's your favorite things? Right? So love your neighbor as you love yourself. As you seek to please yourself. Seek to love others. Amen? <clears throat> Woody Woodson on his Facebook posted a, a word a couple of years ago, and he said, this is what the Lord spoke to him. He said, if you knew how much I love you, you would love yourself. If you loved yourself, you would then love others. If you knew how much I loved you, you would never fear because my love casts out all fear. If you knew how much I love you, you would enjoy being alone with yourself and with me. If you knew how much I loved you, you would never be selfish, never be self-absorbed because you would be secure in my love for you. Amen? <clears throat> So I, I've got uh, just a few things, some tremendous encouragement from God's word of how he thinks about us and how he sees us. Um, we can be so confident and secure in his love for us. Genesis 1, 26 and 27. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. We're made in the image of God. Amen? I love dogs and all that kind of stuff, but... They're not made in the image of God. <laughs> Amen. We've been given dominion. And Romans 5.17 says we've been created uh, uh, to reign in life 
through Jesus. Amen? We reign in life. We have the victory. <clears throat> That's Romans 5, 17. And then Romans 8, 16. Romans 8.16 says, The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Children of God. Uh, a child in a loving family has tremendous security. Amen? In a loving family where they know that they're loved. <clears throat> well, we are in a loving family with an amazing Heavenly Father. Amen? And we can be secure as a part of that loving family. Romans 8, 17. <laughs> right after Romans 8, 16. <laughs> the one we just read. Romans 8, 17 says, And if your children then your heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, well, he suffered temptation and persecution. That's it, right? Going to suffer temptation, suffer persecution. Not disease, not poverty, all that other stuff. Temptation, persecution. Amen? Joint heirs with Christ. Amen? So everything he has... He's given us. Amen? And then Romans 8. Oh, yeah, we're already there. Romans 8, 33 through 35. And we'll conclude with this. He said, Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. He Who is he who condemns? It's Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? And then verse 38, I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities, not powers, not things present, not things to come, not height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? That's the love of our Father that we can be totally and completely secure in tonight. Three keys, just real briefly. Three keys to abiding in the security of God's amazing love. Because tomorrow's coming. And we're not all going to be together. Amen? We've heard a great word from the Lord. We're encouraged. Our spirits are fed. Amen? Our minds are renewed. But tomorrow's coming. Amen? So, whatever we encounter tomorrow and Friday and Saturday, number one, what did God say? What did God say about the situation? What did he say through his word and the leading of his Holy Spirit? Amen. Three keys to abiding in his amazing love. Number one, what did he say? Number two, the key is to stay spiritually minded. Romans 8, 6 says to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Amen. And we can stay spiritually minded by meditating specific scriptures. Meditate those specific scriptures. And number three, keep an eternal perspective. Because this life on earth is not the end. Amen? 
And so anything that we face pales in comparison to the big picture. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. Let's all bow our heads tonight just for a moment. Actually, let's all stand up if we could. I want to uh, pray for you tonight. If you're here and you'd say, my life is not right. Maybe you're here and you feel far from God and uh, you can sense him pulling on your heart tonight, ministering to you. give you an opportunity to pray tonight. So all across the room, if you're here tonight, you say, that's me, my life is not right. The Bible says that through faith in Jesus Christ, all of our sins are removed and we are made completely righteous through what he's done for us, through faith in him. So we want to pray with you tonight. If you're here tonight, you say, that's me, would you pray for me? Could you slip your hand up in the air? pray for you tonight anybody here okay now let's pray for one another okay if you're here and you need a breakthrough in any area of your life a breakthrough in your family maybe a situation at work a situation in your life personally whatever it may be agreement in prayer can provide immediate breakthrough for you so all across the room tonight, if that's you, you need prayer in any area of your life. Could you slip your hand up in the air? And we're going to pray and agree together. Don't be shy. Lift them up real high. Thank you so much. Okay, so believers, can we look around and let's make sure everyone has someone in agreement with them tonight. And let's pray and agree together. Amen. Father, we praise you. We thank you. You are awesome. And we thank you, my Father. You see every hand that's raised tonight. We thank you, Lord. You lift every burden, lift every care in Jesus' name. And we come into agreement tonight, Father. We stand on your word. We thank you, Father, for breakthrough on behalf of each person in Jesus' name. We thank you for soundness of mind, for total deliverance in every area of every life. And we thank you for wisdom and creativity and insight and clarity and understanding. In Jesus' name, we praise you and thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen, Amen. Give the Lord a hand if you would. Amen. Let's go out with a confession together, all right? Amen. All right, here we go. I am loved. I'm a treasure to God. I am secure in the Father's love for me. I'm able to love others because He loves me. I have the victory. I am free. I have the mind of Christ in my best days. They are straight ahead. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Have a wonderful rest of the week. Amen.